Hey, my fellow monkeys, what's up? Old Uncle Silverback here with you on the Armed Ape Podcast, the show where we review and talk about everything from guns, gear, and movies to life in general. Nothing is ever out of bounds. As always, everything we talk about has the end goal of making our lives better by cutting through all the marketing BS using logic, reason, and honest discussions. I look forward to hearing from you soon and to your participation in the show. All right, monkeys, before we jump into the show, let's go ahead and get that contact info out of the way. If you'd like to contact me, there's a couple of different ways. You, we've got the voicemail, which is area code 206-745-812067452731. If you want to either record your own audio and then send me that file, or if you just want to write me a regular email, and have me read it out for you on the show, I'd be more than happy to do that. Email address is thearmedape at gmail.com, all one word, thearmedape at gmail.com. On the website, I still have the SpeakPipe application, and you can click on that. It'll let you send a 90-second message using your computer microphone. There is an app for that, I think, for the iPhone uh, SpeakPipe application. But if you're going to do that, you might as well just you know use the old regular voicemail. Anyway, if you are at the website, which is thearmedape.com, you can click on the Facebook, Twitter, and uh, what else is over there? My YouTube channel. I don't have a ton of uh, YouTube videos up, but I plan again in the future maybe doing some. I'm hoping to, to get some stuff out this summer. Uh, let's see. What is? I think that's about it for the contact stuff. So let's go ahead and jump into the show. On the last couple of shows, oh, I guess yeah, this is part of it too. I had talked on my other show, which is Firearms Cafe, about how when you go to the website that the Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter buttons were gone. They weren't showing up. And I talked a little bit over there about kind of what had happened. For some reason, their server wasn't letting the code access the, the images, so there was nothing to click on. And I contacted them, and they were they got back with me pretty quick, and they said, "Look, you're gonna ha- there's a problem with our server. You're gonna have to maybe capture your own images and then put them on your site on on your server, and then that way you change the code around a little bit." So I did that, and everything works. And I think it's going to end up being better because, like I said, if if there's other problems that are happening on that's sort of outside of of what I can control, um, you know, it can kind of screw me up here and there. So at least this way. This sort of one more piece in the puzzle that I've got that's kind of under my direct control, which is always, I think, the best way to go. Uh, I can't remember if it was on the last show or maybe even the show before last, but I had talked about, I thought it would be a pretty cool idea to lay down some audio files kind of for your family. or If you've got kids or even if you don't have kids and you're a younger person that listens, It'd be cool to have something where you could go back and play them, even if, like, you know, five years down the road. Uh, a lot of the things that you think you're going to remember, you're not going to remember. Um, they'll they'll kind of fade off, or you'll kind of you'll be like, oh, what was that? You know, my buddy's name in in uh, in third grade. You know, the kid you thought you'd never forget. Now you can you can see their face and everything, but you have no idea what their name is. But anyway, 
uh, one of the ideas I had was that you know you could lay down some audio tracks, and so I was talking about that with the way that computers are now, almost everything has a microphone built into it. The problem with those is sometimes they can sound real echoey, and so you may want to get or, or make a little bit of an investment, and they're not that much uh, in a microphone, so you could have some decent audio quality. Uh, and as time goes by, if formats change, you'll always be able to sort of up-convert that stuff over. And, you know, 30, 40 years from now, it would be a real cool, kind of almost like a time capsule to look back on it. So I haven't, I don't, I haven't heard from anybody that's going to actually do that. If anybody out there is doing that or thinks it's a cool idea, I'd love to hear from you. Not necessarily hearing, like, what you're recording because that's going to, you know, be private for you. But... I'd love to know if, if anybody out there is actually doing something like that. So before we jump in with the feedback uh, that we have from Brad, which I'm glad that Brad is, is back and kind of been able to uh, send some stuff in. He had participated. Longtime listeners will recognize Brad from, from a lot of participation and a lot of reviews and things that he did for the show. Uh, and so, you know, he, he goes way back with the show. So I'm super glad to have him back. You'll notice in the show that I did the the intro was a little bit different. It was kind of talking about kind of what the show is and one of the one of the podcasts that I'll listen to occasionally is there's a guy called Podcast Answer Man and this is again, you know, kind of behind the scenes stuff a little bit. But anyway, he he does a show where he talks about, you know, what you should do in podcasting and all this other stuff and he talks a lot about kind of what he's got going and experiences that he's had and this, that, and the other thing. And his main, one of his main businesses is he's a podcast consultant. So if you're just getting started or you're doing this, that, and the other thing, or you're having trouble, you can hire him. And sometimes, you know, you only may need him for about an hour or so to help you set up a lot of the stuff if you didn't know about it. Uh, going back in time, I had, when I very first started, I had no idea that he existed had I known that, I definitely would have hired him and paid the hundred dollars or whatever to have him consult because he could have helped. He could have really sped up a lot of the stuff, and I still would have learned the same things, but I would have done things a little bit differently. Uh, but you know, all that stuff's water under the bridge. Uh, but anyway, one of the shows that he was talking about, you know, his shows are unless you're kind of doing a podcast or thinking about it, you're probably, it may not necessarily be a show for you. And a lot of the stuff that he talks about on a show, I have no interest in. Uh, but every once in a while, let's say he puts out an hour's worth of, of content, let's say, and out of that, maybe 20 minutes or so will actually kind of apply to something that I'm, that, that I have a question about, or maybe it kind of puts an idea into my head or, or something where I just thought, oh, I never really thought of that before. And that's kind of what this latest intro was. And hopefully it doesn't come off too douchey or sound too corny or anything. But one of the things he was talking about is if somebody is new is coming in and they don't have really any idea, they've just kind of stumbled across your show and they don't really have any idea what it's about, they're probably not going to give it a chance. Um, so I, you know, I, I'd like to get some feedback from you guys. Do you think it's good? Do you think it needs to be shorter? Do you think it was the right amount? Um, does it kind of explain from somebody's perspective who who's not doing the show, who's not you know who's not producing the show and all that stuff? Did that intro make sense? Um, does it kind of convey you know kind of what we want to have, which is you know a sense of community? 
um, being able to send in reviews and things like that. So uh, anyway, let me know what you guys think of that and if I need to tweak it a little bit. I'd love to, again, to hear from you guys. All right, enough of this kind of jibber-jabber. Let's go ahead and hear from Brad. Hey, Tony. Brad over in West Michigan. Hey, brother. I was listening to your last, I think it was Firearms Cafe <clears throat> show, and you were talking about mics to buy, microphones to buy, and hey, I wanted to throw out <clears throat> a suggestion for a company called Samsung, S-A-M-S-O-N. They've got a couple inexpensive uh, mics that are absolutely phenomenal. Uh, they've got the Meteor mic, which is like 70 bucks on Amazon, and then there's the name slips my mind, but there's one that is like 40 bones, and it's kind of a compact mic, and it's got a little, the way the stand works is you can unfold it, and it has a, it can set on top of your laptop screen as well. Highly suggest those mics. Those things are absolutely phenomenal for, you know, for the price even. But a buddy of mine has the Meteor mic, and he uses that camera connection kit to his iPad, and the sound quality is... It's just phenomenal, and both I think both of them, I know the Meteor mic does, and I think even the less expensive model has a headset jack, so you can plug your headphones into it, and I guess, and you'd know this better than me, but I guess it helps with, you know, that that delay or that reverb that you get if you don't have a headset, and I think also the Meteor for sure has a, a, a level uh, adjustment on it, just really high quality mics for the price, um, and again, that's Samsung, that's uh, S-A-M-S-O-N. Highly suggest those. I think they're fantastic, brother. I just wanted to throw that uh, your way. We'll talk to you soon, man. Bye. All right, Brad, thanks for sending that in. Again, good to have you back on the show, brother. Now, I will put a link to the uh, the website that Brad had mentioned. And again, really... Some of you guys out there may be thinking, well, you know, do I really want to kind of invest in that? You know, I can use the phone. I can use, you know, this, that, and the other thing, and it'll be all right. But I think it's something, too, that even if you weren't going to do maybe this project of of where you're kind of, I guess, doing like an audio version of your memoirs. um, even but And if you've got kids or if you've got older family members, what's neat about having a USB-type microphone is that you can take your laptop or you can take, uh, I'm sure, I don't know if they have adapters to use for an iPad um, or not. I, I think, yeah, Brad mentioned something like that, that a friend of his had one of those things that he did on the iPad. So anyway, duh. So anyway, you could take that stuff with you and you could go visit your grandparents or your parents and you could have them lay down some stuff and say, hey, tell me about when you were a kid or tell me about, you know, Uncle Bill who passed away. You know, what, where did he live and what did he do? Because really, my it, it doesn't take too long. As you get older, certain members of your family you're, you're going to kind of lose touch with, or, or they unfortunately may pass. You know, just as that's just kind of the the natural order. And one of the things I kind of regret a little bit is that I I uh, I didn't get a lot of the stories and stuff from my mom before she died, and. You know, once they're gone, they're gone. That's you know, that's it. So, and of course, back in the day, the 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 technology of that time, you pretty much would have just had to use cassettes. And I used to have a little Walkman type thing, and I wish that I would have done it. But of course, back then, you know, when you're 
15, 16 years old or so, and even when you're in your 20s and stuff, you you kind of have that feeling that you're sort of invincible and, and everybody's going to live a long time and you've got a lot more time and you can you can put some stuff off. But, you know, life is unsure. It's, it's uh, Everything's kind of a crapshoot. There's a lot of stuff that we can control, but there's a lot of stuff that we can't. And... Uh, again, I wish I could have would have done something like this with my mom. I wish I would have done something like this with my grandparents because back then I could have recorded them on tape, and then I could I, I even if I had those old cassettes, even if the quality wouldn't have been that great, I could stick a microphone up to the speaker of a cassette or have a line out or something, and I could actually probably get pretty decent audio. And then with the software that's out there today, you can actually tweak stuff around to where you can make it to where it's pretty good. Uh, but of course, once they're gone, a lot of your family history goes away, and for for your immediate family, and for your kids, and for your grandkids, and things like that, it's going to be something that is going to mean a lot to them. It may not mean that much to them when they're younger, but when they're older, and you know, after look, when none of us going to get out here alive. So after you're gone, it would be a cool thing for them to have to remember you by, to have your voice, to have your voice when you were a younger person. And so this is something that that I am going to try and do as time goes by. Now, for me, since I do this show and I also do Firearms Cafe, there's a bunch of recordings and stuff that's already out there. But there's a lot of stuff that. I wouldn't necessarily share uh, over the air, and not because I, I would I would have any privacy type issues. If I you know if I'd be willing to put it out, I'd be willing to put it out. It wouldn't be that big a deal. But just because I don't think that many people, they're not going to find some of the stories and things that I would talk about to be interesting, or, or my family histories or things like that. That's not going to mean anything to them. But because I have the shows, there is sort of kind of a, a little time capsule. And as I continue to do the shows and talk about different things, my kid and then, and then uh, you know, their kids and everything, hopefully we'll, we'll at least be able to have that and be able to go back and listen and, and say, oh, this is how, you know, this is how grandpa thought or, hey, listen, this is your great-great-grandfather or something like that, you know. So, um, you know, right now we live in a time where, when you think about it, we can go back about a hundred years easily, and there's audio. Um, there is. Uh, when did they do the first motion pictures? Was it in the the early like nineteen teens or so? I think because I know there's there's footage from World War. There's footage from World War One, uh, and I can't remember when the when the actual first motion picture was made. Uh, and I think sound for movies came in in what the mid early, mid to early thirties, I guess, is when it was kind of adopted. Uh, so it's when the old talkies came in and stuff like that. But all right, I've kind of rambled on enough about that. As as you can tell, I like that idea. Okay, so let's kind of we'll converge off here and do a little bit of a different subject. Recently, I made a new purchase. I bought a walk, and I bought a 14-inch walk, and I actually ended up getting it from, I got it through Amazon, through a place called The Walk Shop. And what we're trying to do in our family is eat a little bit healthier, trying to cook more stuff, have more meals here at home. 
And I used to have an old electric walk, and it was the kind that was the nonstick, and that was back in the day when, and it was, uh, you could control the temperature on it, you had the little temperature dial and all that stuff. But, you know, with with all that uh, nonstick coating, it eventually starts to come off. And when I was using it and had it at first, in fact, I think I got it as a gift when I was maybe in college or something. I Anyway, I used to cook a ton with it. Uh, but eventually some of the stuff started to come off, and I'm like, well, shit, I don't want to be eating this stuff. So I pitched it, and I didn't use one, and I kind of got away from cooking with one. Uh, so I went in, in online and did a little bit of research, and I was thinking, well, I'm, you know, maybe I'll make a big investment, and I'll save up some money, and I'll buy a really decent one that will last a really long time. So I, as I started doing research... Um, I found that what they were saying is that what you a lot of the, the big chefs and the people who uh, whose kind of business it is to know about these type of things were saying, look, you don't need to spend a ton of money on this stuff. You can just buy a cheap carbon steel wok, you season it, and it'll last you a lifetime. And um, so I ended up, like I said, I ended up getting one from the wok shop. So let's kind of do a little mini review on there. Um, first question is, what is this thing designed to do? It's a wok. It's designed to cook in. It's a flat bottom one. How well does it do it? It does it really, really well. The The metal is a little bit thinner. This is is one that has like an actual handle, and then it's got um, like a pot handle, and then it's got like a little grabber thing. Um, what are the downsides to it? I don't even know if you'd call it a downside, but you do need to season them. When they first ship them to you, they have a little bit of a, a very light coating of oil, and that keeps them from rusting. Because they're carbon steel and not stainless steel, you you do kind of like with um, uh, cast iron. You need to season it. You need to kind of keep them oiled and stuff a little bit. Not tons and tons, but a little bit. And... Um, what that'll do is it gets it down into the pores and eventually it, it creates that slick surface. Uh, so you get a natural kind of nonstick surface. So um, it, it doesn't come pre-seasoned, so you do have to do that and there is a little bit of a break-in period. It doesn't mean you couldn't use it right off the bat, but you do need to, to make sure you kind of wash it out real good. In the seasoning process, what you do is you wash it out, you scrub it real good with like a um, stainless steel bristle pad and then you dry it, you let it dry completely and the way you do that is you put it on the stove and that way it steams everything out of the metal so the metal is completely dry. Once that happens you bring it up to high temperature, you put in some oil and then you'll use things like ginger, you can use chives, you can use um, onions, you can uh, even use a little bit of garlic and you'll you'll cook that down and, and spread it all around the wok for about 15 minutes and you cook them down to basically to where the vegetables are totally wilted and not necessarily charred but they've cooked for a while and what that does is the the ginger and some of the the onions and some of the chives and stuff that you'll put in there it'll take some of that metallic taste that you can get the first few times you use a wok it can help take that out so once you do that you you basically take that stuff out of the wok, you throw it in the garbage, you let the pan cool down, your wok cool down a little bit, and then you just wipe it out with a paper towel, take it over to the sink, run it with hot water, but don't use soap because the soap will pull, basically it'll pull out the oil. And what you're wanting to happen is 
as the walk heats up, the pores in the metal will open. And even when you wipe it out and wash it out with water, there's a slight uh, residue or film that's there. And eventually what happens, again, much like with the, with the cast iron, that oil kind of gets down deep into the pores, and that's what gives you... Um, what gives you the uh, the kind of that patina, and eventually your your uh, stainless steel not stainless steel your uh, carbon steel walk will start to eventually it'll turn black, and basically that's just it's just seasoned. It's, again, it's much like the cast iron pans and stuff that you use over and over and over again. Now, also, what you can do if you want to kind of hurry up the seasoning is you can take. And you can, on this particular thing, the pot handle actually screws off. You can take that off, and it, but it's got a wooden handle that's, um, that's permanently attached. Uh, it's got a metal thing that's spot welded on, and there's a, a wooden handle so you can grip it. What you would need to do if, um, to do this process is you take it and you wipe it down with like, um, you don't, you're not supposed to use olive oil because I guess that can go rancid, but you can use like regular vegetable oil. You can use like Crisco or lard. Um, you can use even if you if you cook a bunch of bacon in there, that'll work too. Um, but anyway, you rub it, it. This is another way to season it. You rub it down front and back or outside and inside. And then you take the handle and you wrap um, like a dishcloth, a small dishcloth. You'll wrap it around that wooden handle. Uh, make sure that it's damp. And then you wrap that in tin foil, and then you'll take the whole wok and you'll shove it in your in your oven. And then I would recommend um, on the rack below it, put either a cookie sheet or a um, just line the rack that bottom rack with um, aluminum foil because what's going to happen is some of the oil when you put it in that oven. I think you want to do it at like four hundred and twenty-five degrees for like thirty minutes or something like that. And what that does is, again, it heats up the wok, and it, it basically kind of bakes in that that oil to it. Now, I've heard some criticisms of doing it that way in that sometimes the patina, when you go and, and use it actually on on the stovetop, will actually kind of flake off a little bit. I don't, I don't know. I've never, I've never seasoned stuff. I've always done either with cast iron or um, the other stuff. Is I've always done it kind of that way, where you you basically season it by cooking with it and using it. Now let's see what some other stuff. Oh, I think they recommend like the um, the best size to get is between probably twelve and fourteen inches uh, diameter walk or just yeah, so. Um, so what and what that does is it lets you for the home person it lets you cook a pretty good sized meal, or you can cook small meals in there and it's not that big a deal. Um, what else about the walk? Um, Oh, so price, let's see, um, let's go back to the kind of our our uh, questions that we ask when we're doing a review. So number four would be, um, what are modifications that I would like to see from the manufacturer? The only thing I'd like to see would be a way maybe that you could take off that wooden handle. So if, because they're recommending that you stick it in the oven to, to season it, that would be about it. Are there any modifications I've done or that I would do? Eh, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe if the uh, if over time, you know, one of the wooden handles breaks, I may have to replace it or something like that. And I may do it um, where I would make the handle in such a way as I could. Uh, I would take the wood. 
I would I would take a, a piece of wood, I would drill it, and then I would split it in half, and then I would use like a little um, like Chicago screws so that I could take it on and off. Um, but you know, if that that's not going to be that big a deal. So I haven't had any a chance really to do any modifications or anything with it. Um, I have cooked with it, and I think by doing it with the with the ginger and other stuff, you don't really get the the um, the pan flavor, the metallic flavor. At least I didn't get any. Uh, but I made just basically something like a chicken and broccoli and, and uh, not bamboo shoots, but uh, water chestnuts. So I made just a real simple dish in it. But with the woks, that's another thing too, is they make um, stainless steel ones. But those are quite a bit more expensive. So the stainless steel ones are, I'm, I'm, I popped over to Amazon here real quick. You can get like a 13-inch one anywhere. Oh... Uh, some of the stuff on Amazon is there's one that's like $62. There's another one, eh, but it looks like kind of crummy. Um, and that's only like 30, but I don't think I would even buy that one. When you look at the price of uh, the carbon steel walks, they're going to be about 25 to $30, depending on, on what kind you get. Um, and there's different ones. Like I said, I got mine from the walk shop. There's, uh, and I don't really know that there's going to be that big a difference. So probably with shipping and everything, you're looking maybe around, what, $30, $35 for one. Now, their, uh, Presto makes a stainless steel wok that's an electric one. And so it'll kind of have like its own little base and everything like that. And that one's about, looks like about 70 bucks and then whatever, you know, whatever plus shipping. So anyway... What I wanted to talk about with the stainless steel is you don't have to really season those. The thing with the stainless steel is you can, um, you're not going to get like that patina with them and you can scrub them out and all that other kind of stuff. So, but you won't get that non slick or the non stick surface that you will over time with the carbon steel stuff. Now, an advantage with the stainless steel wok, if you're going to use that, is that you can use acidic foods in there you're not you're really not supposed to cook a lot of acidic food in your in your wok if it's one that you had to season because again that can it can sort of pull some of the patina out of it you're also in theory not really supposed to boil a lot of liquid in there because again it can pull it can pull out some of the oil from the pores of the metal if you were using it all the time i don't think it would be that big a deal you know some people they just but they're using theirs all the time so they'll they'll boil in it they'll steam in it they'll do all sorts of stuff in it all right don't know if you heard that but i had a quick phone call so anyway uh, there's a lot of stuff uh kind of pros and cons with the with the different walks and with the stainless steel stuff the research that i did all the the major chefs and everything they all recommended the carbon steel stuff they seem to think that it that it did better uh, i will put a link to the walk shop where i got mine and like i said i think i paid i want to say 24 dollars and i got the um i got the i got the flat bottom one um, there's two types. There's a flat bottom and a round bottom. Usually the round bottoms, they are, you're going to be using that with maybe like a gas stove. And sometimes you have to use a little bit of a ring to be able to set it down. Uh, most people here in the States will, will 
go ahead and use the the flat bottom stuff. So it's time to whip out my pimp cane and beat some knowledge into your heads. So listen up, motherfuckers. Now's the time in the show where I like to make recommendations for different podcasts or books or things like that that I'm reading or different movies or shows that I've watched. A movie that I watched recently that I thought was really, really good was called End of Watch. It's on Netflix streaming right now, and it's the story of two LAPD officers, and it's played by uh, Michael Pena and Jake... Gyllenhaal, or Gyllenhaal, however you say his last name. But anyway, it, it, it pretty much centers around them. And it's a different way how they filmed it is it's kind of found footage-y or esque, if you want to say. So they, they kind of jump back and forth between like an actual movie shots that you would get and then shots that you would get from them, which makes it, it's, and it's actually done pretty interesting. There is quite a bit of shaky cam in it. But it's not shaky cam for the purpose of shaky cam. And this isn't the the style of the movie. You see that he's, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's character, is he's filming stuff for this film class or something that he's doing. And then he also has these little um, little mics, little flashcard mics, uh, not mics, little flashcard cameras that clip onto the pocket. So you... You see, what's really neat is a lot of times the way they've shot it is you're getting stuff from the perspective as if you were seeing it from that pocket camera. You know, that's another thing that I I think I may order one of those um, if I can get one off of eBay. They make some that are like the little pocket thing, but then they also make some that are um, little keychain things. I think I may, and they, they supposedly, there's a couple, there's a guy on YouTube who does some really good videos uh, about kind of those and he reviews a lot of that stuff and uh, I may save up some money and get one of those and he's the the ones that he recommends actually the video comes out pretty good but it can be sort of like one of those little sneaky Pete camera things um, and it just looks like a regular uh, keychain like a key fob type deal you know for opening up your car and stuff so let's see what books have I been reading lately um I'm still going through the Game of Thrones stuff, and I've been kind of with those. Um, I told you guys, I think, a long time ago that I had gotten off of, uh, again, if I was off of Amazon's free ebooks, they had a book on how to make soap, and so we're going to do that this summer when the kiddo is out of school, and so we're going to try and make our own soap, and when I do that, I'll uh, I'll let you guys in on that as well. Uh, other podcasts that I like listening to, uh, there's the B Movie Cast. Right now, they're kind of uh, Vince and Mary have gone on vacation, so I don't think they're going to be putting out any new content until I want to say June, maybe even July. So, but they've got a big back catalog, and because the nature of it is they're they're talking about older movies, you don't necessarily have to be kind of current and up to date that type of thing. Um, let's see what else. Oh, I'm trying to think of some other pretty cool movies. You know, there's, there's been some little shorts that I've seen on, on uh, YouTube that have been pretty cool. Um, one of them is called, oh, what the heck is it? I I can't think of it now. Well, that's great, isn't it? Tell us about that and then don't give us the name. Good going, stupid. 
Um, oh, it's called Decay, which is I think it's kind of like a zombie thing. I've just started watching that, and it, it you know these again are kind of low budget stuff, but um, some of them are actually done quite well. Uh, you know the acting won't be too bad and stuff like that. So uh, what else? Let's see. Let's get back to podcast. I um, the Kruger Nation Horror Podcast. There is uh, the Corpse Cast. I, I I listen to uh, Joe Rogan's podcast, which I like quite a bit. I haven't talked about him in a while, but he's still he's got tons and tons of content. Which is Scott Sigler. If you go over to scottsigler dot com, you'll be able to do that, or you can just type him in on iTunes. He's got tons of stories. Right now, he's been doing uh, what they call a Galactic Football League. Excuse me, Football League. Oh, got a yawn. Sorry about that, guys. And. It's this. It's kind of that you're, you're kind of going along the journey with a quarterback, a guy who's named Quentin Barnes. But it takes way in the future, takes in the future, and it, it sounds like it would be kind of dopey, and that you that the stories wouldn't be that good. But it's actually pretty good because what they've done is they figured out how to get all the alien races to play together. Um, so I'd say go ahead and give that a shot. Oh, there's always my buddy uh, Ken. Kowalski, when he can put out a show, he can, which is at the Rimfire Podcast. Uh, so give that a check. Um, let's see. What else? I'm trying to think here. Oh, speaking of the YouTube, I know I'm going back and forth a lot. But speaking of the YouTube stuff, there's the Vice Media Channel over on YouTube. And they do a lot of really neat documentaries. Uh, so you get a point of view that you don't normally get uh, from the regular kind of mainstream media. As you guys know, I'm a big firearms guy, obviously, uh, with my other podcast, which is Firearms Cafe. So I listen to a lot of um, of uh, gun podcasts or gun or firearm podcasts. So there's um, Road Gunner podcast, which I like a lot. Um, there's the um, although they haven't put a show out in a long time, but there's Liberty or Zombie, which is kind of cool. There's the Gunfighter cast, which is good. Gun dudes, um, Downrange Radio. And those are pretty much the main ones that I listen to. There's a guy, Nick, that does the New Shooter podcast. He he puts them out when he can. And so you, you're they're not like weekly or sometimes even monthly. But he does a good job. And, and when he puts them out, they're worth listening to. So again, that would be the New Shooter podcast. There's one that, another one that it's, it's more of a, like just a comedy thing. But it's the Tell Him Steve Dave which I like a lot. It always makes me laugh. But most of you guys probably, if you're podcast listeners, you've probably maybe even heard, you've probably already heard of them. Yeah, kind of I was talking about like some zombie stuff on YouTube. There is um, the podcast We're Alive, um, subtitled like a zombie Holocaust story or something like that. I can't remember, but it's just We're Alive. You type in We're Alive in iTunes. I don't think they're going to I think they're going to come back. They they've kind of gone on on hiatus and are going to have to get their productions going again, but they're due to come back sometime this year. Uh so they're a cool one to talk or, or to watch. Oh, and also speaking of zombie stuff for the big screen jack. Now I don't know some some people are zombie what they would consider themselves to be like zombie purists and so they don't want to have fast moving zombies. They want them to be kind of the shamblers like the Romero stuff. For me, it doesn't really matter one way or the other. You know, I, I can enjoy them both. Oh, uh, so anyway, I'm I'm in, I'm looking forward to seeing World War Z. 
There was a, a, a movie that I watched. It's out of Cuba called Juan of the Dead, which was actually pretty good. I can't remember if I talked about that or not, but I, it was enjoyable. Again, different um, coming from a place where you don't normally get a lot of movies and stuff. And from a different perspective. Other movies I'm looking forward to. I'm actually looking forward to the um, the new Superman movie. That actually looks like it's going to be pretty cool. Um I haven't seen Iron Man yet, Iron Man 3, so I'll probably maybe try and and uh, go see that hopefully maybe this weekend. I still need to see Star Trek, I think it's Star Trek 2, the Into Darkness one. I've heard Great Gatsby is pretty good. I don't know if I'll go see that in the theater or if I'll just wait till it either comes out in um, like on Redbox or something like that. My wife and I both want to see... Uh, Hangover Part Three. We really we love the first two. We just think they're uh, a lot of fun. I think that's about it. I'm sure there's some others. There's some stuff that I wanted to see that I didn't get to see that I'm going to kind of have to wait uh, until it comes out in the uh, on Redbox or on Netflix. And speaking of that, kind of as a follow up, I'm still enjoying my Netflix. I know some people kind of canceled out on them and stuff, but uh, for me, it's still worth it. I get to see. Uh, oh, as a matter of fact, right now we're going through Dexter. So we're on the second disc of um, of Dexter on season, what is it, seven. And we've also, we've, we're all caught up right now on Breaking Bad. We haven't, at least on the stuff that's on Netflix, I guess I should say. Oh, what is the name of that new, dang, it's a new series that they've got, um, Something Grove, I think it's kind of like a werewolf. Hemlock Grove or something like that. So maybe we'll, anyway, maybe we'll give that, um, we'll give that a shot. Uh, oh, as far as horror movies, I want to go see Evil Dead. You know what, this this probably isn't too uh, interesting for you guys. Anyway, I tell you what, let's go ahead and draw it to a close. If, again, if you want to do a review about a, um, any type of a product, it can be on anything, it can be on... Uh, camping gear it can be on knives it can be on guns it can be on cooking stuff it can be on even if you want to share like a, a really interesting or simple recipes that you've got um, it can be on uh, barbecue grills it can be on i mean on anything books anything you want to send it on movie reviews stuff like that and uh, uh we're we're open for everything especially and the only one thing is especially if it's a an actual product like something like like a walk or a, or a set of tires or a particular vehicle or something like that um, something that you could actually do an actual review one of the things i like to do is uh, we kind of have our five questions which is what was this thing designed to do how well number two how well does it do it number three where does it, where, what are its shortcomings uh, number four what are some modifications you would like to see made from the manufacturer and number five did I do any modifications and if I did do modifications did it make it better did it make it worse did they did they kind of come out like I, I wanted uh, I wanted it to so like I said that is gonna do it um, drop me a line shoot out a uh, an audio file or drop me an email call me up on the on the voicemail or click over on the website Give me a shout out on uh, on um, what the heck is it Facebook over at the Armed Ape Listener page. So, like I said, I will talk to you guys next time. Take care, my monkeys.
This guy's got a monkey scrotum and he's bragging about it. Houdini!